Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Lesson 5 of the Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioners class, and I'd like to start tonight off with the chanting of the Choku Rei. So let's all get comfortable, and we'll take um, three breaths into our hara and release our tension. So breathing in, pull the air with, with your nose into your hara, expand your stomach, and on the out breath, feel that breath leaving your body and all stress and tension with it. Breathing in, pulling the breath deep into your hara, and on the out breath, releasing any tension you're holding. One more time, breathing in through your nose, pulling the air down into your hara, expanding your belly, and on the out breath, really pushing that energy out every cell in your body. Now I'd like us to set our intention that we're open to receive whatever it is that we need most at this moment in time and whatever it is that the animals that come to us need most at this moment in time. Whenever you're ready, I'm going to start the chant and you can join in or you can sit and listen, it's up to you. The chanting doesn't happen, um, we're not singing it at the same time, at the same tone, so I may start and then someone else will start halfway and someone might start you know, when I'm almost done, and that's okay. That's how it should be. It's We're not all going to be um, chanting at the same time. Whenever you're ready, you can join me, and then I will stop, and we'll just sit in a space, and then we'll end the meditation. Always remember, breathe into your hara, and on the out breath, let the chant go. Oh,
Whenever you're ready, you can slowly start to bring yourself Kind of giving yourself a couple minutes to just get back into your body. Out breath. Pushing your energy on every cell in your body. So I'd like to start tonight by sharing homework um, from Maha and Anita. So Maha says that she is familiar with chanting because she did um, Sanskrit mantras, but she is not familiar with the Japanese um, chanting. And she said she listened to the audio that I had sent before she started doing the exercise. She started chanting alone, but it was difficult to stay focused, so she ended up working along the audio recording. I did only one chant per breath. Two breaths was too fast for her, and she found this mantra very soothing. Some anxiety was released and, was released and grounding, and even while just listening to it, she felt that. While chanting along, her voice grew stronger with time, and she became more grounded. She felt more connected to her hara center, and she also felt wide awake, strangely enough. In the second exercise, she did this with her cat. He didn't seem to think the chanting was strange or anything. Maha thought he might be confused by it, but he wasn't. Again, she listened to the audio the whole time during the meditation, and it was easier for her to focus and ground this time. But she still had a slight problem of staying fully focused during the quiet phases in between the chanting. She also noticed that after a while of chanting, she started seeing the symbol in front of her without having to visualize it. She's not sure if this is a common thing. Leo, her cat, walked off after about 20 minutes, and she continued alone. She didn't know what that meant. He was comfortable and relaxed sitting beside her initially. And she said she's going to use the audio from now on whenever she needs to feel more grounded. It was very powerful and works in a relatively short time. So I love um, hearing that Maha found the audio helped her. That's really great. And that's something that sometimes it is um, good to do it with audio or even listening to the class recording at the beginning, like of tonight's recording, so you can hear and get the feeling of a group doing the chanting because it is more powerful in a group. Whenever we do these classes, it's always so powerful when you're in the class and then you go home and try and do it and it's it's really hard to sit alone and chant. So that's another reason why doing it in your car is, is so wonderful because you can just chant loudly and really get that connection. So another thing that Maha said was that she um, thought her cat was going to be confused or think it was strange and he wasn't. A lot of times when we do this chanting with our animals and we really are connecting to that grounding energy, that's a really beautiful energy that we're emitting. And so they're going to stay with us and they're going to support us. It's when we feel uncomfortable with it or we're not grounded that it's going to upset them and maybe cause some, some distraction or they may just want to walk out of the room. She said that Leo walked out after about 20 minutes and she continued alone. And that's okay. Leo was maybe done with his Reiki or maybe he felt she didn't need his support. Who knows why he walked out, but the but that's okay if they leave us. I mean, that's enough for them. It doesn't mean that we're done yet, but we should allow the animals to come and go as they as they want. Then she also said that she noticed that after a while of chanting, she started seeing the symbol in front of her without having to visualize it. And I wrote to Maha, and I told her this, and I'll share this with you about Franz. Franz it says this really great thing that reminds us 
that when we get these visions or when we have these experiences when we are meditating, it's important for us not to grasp onto them, for just us to acknowledge them and then go, oh, that was kind of cool, and then move on. Not that Maha was grasping onto this. She wasn't, but it just reminded me of something that Franz always teaches. And that's, he has this funny story about how this woman said, um, you know, oh, I, have, I, I keep seeing this blue box. this blue box and I I looked it up and it it could mean this and it could mean this and it could mean this and then Franz and excuse my language he always cusses and it's really funny he always goes it's just a fucking blue box that's what you're seeing and his whole point is don't attach yourself to it and don't attach meaning to it because when we do that then if we don't experience like the blue box or something else that we had that was really cool then we're disappointed and we're not really fully into our meditation so the good thing about Maha seeing the symbol is, to me, it felt like she, through the grounding energy of the chant, the symbol automatically came up because that is what she's used to using to fill that grounded energy. When Asui created these symbols and the the names and the or the mantras and the jumans, the chants, he did this because people learn differently. So you might learn by drawing, and you might feel the energy, the grounded energy, by drawing the chokure. You might feel the energy by saying chokure, chokure. You might feel the energy by visualizing chokure. Or you might feel the energy deeper by doing the chant of the O-U-A-E. So these are all the tools to get to the same place of that grounded energy. You can draw the symbol. You can chant the symbol. You can say the name, you can visualize the symbol, but they're all bringing you to the exact same place of the grounded energy. So I think it's really wonderful that when she was chanting, all of a sudden the symbol came to her. And that was a really good sign that that she was really feeling that grounded energy if that's how she connects the symbol to it. So the next homework is from Anita, and she wanted to share that when she was chanting after the recording the first time, the most frightened cat in her house came up to her and just sat right with her with her blue eyes staring. She said after a little time she disappeared. But something funny happened when she started to listen to the cat all or listen to the class. All the cats were around her like lions. Just that talk shoe sound men that made them all gather up and during your first meditation that I followed they all got very relaxed, just lied around me on the floor. I don't know why this happened, but I was just like, Woo I had I have had some problem focusing, though, and that is the same every time there is a lot going around here. And then she loses focus, and the meditation healing loses its power. It's still there, though, just not as powerful. Or maybe that's normal. Maybe it varies. She hopes that practice will help her. After um, that, she practiced the chanting a lot. It really does something for her. She must be reacting to the sound like Reiki music. She feels it right away but loses focus shortly after. But she thinks that is connected to all the stuff that is going around here. She needs to build her own shelter. That is the only way she can help the animals in the right way. The first many times she practiced the chanting, the most scared cats ran away. They like the silence. Now she has lowered her voice to see if this can help them. But on the other hand, the chanting works for her. She will try to practice on Gemma, the cat from last week. She just doesn't know if she should do it now or she's going to go on a trip to Bath or when she comes back. So um, she said, oh, and then and then she also sent me this. She does tea touch and she sent me this beautiful story of her doing tea touch. So if any of you are interested in 
T-Touch, um, let me know because this is a really great little story that she shared. But anyway, so I'd like to say about Anita is that I think that's wonderful that the cats were all supporting her during the recording of, you know, during her listening to the recording and when she was chanting. Um, losing focus isn't isn't necessarily what happens if you can just kind of try and when you're distracted by helping the cats or or um, if someone comes in the room, if you can just do everything slowly, like you don't have to pull yourself out of your meditation quickly. It's all about being mindful and present. So you can still keep that energy of that groundedness and the chanting with you if you can just kind of be mindful and present in that moment. And it feels like the meditation is a little less, but if you can do that and keep it with you, you'll find that the cats are going to react the same way as if you're still in that meditation. It's all about us carrying this energy with us. And it's not going to be as heavy because we're not going to be, you know, in that space of deep silence. It's going to be a little lighter to us, but still our bodies and the people around us and our energy are all going to react the same. So I want to open it up now to the class. And um, Kate, why don't I start with you tonight? I think Kate's on the phone. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. So I did the exercise alone mm-hmm. and um, was quite relaxed, um, which I have a hard time relaxing. So that was very nice. That's good. Um, yeah. It's so with yeah, when I'm doing it with myself, it's just very relaxing. Um, then after that, I um, did it the exercise with uh, guinea pig Sherlock Mm -hmm. and Sherlock's been very agitated lately so we I decided I put him in a a pen one of our pens and um, sat with him and um, did the chanting I'm uncomfortable still chanting like very loud so I just did a low and, and um, he came up to me and was cooing and then went to the other side of the pen and sat and stared at me, not moving for oh. over 10 minutes. And, and I asked my daughter what that meant. She goes, well, he could have been sleeping. I'm like, I don't know. But he was staring, like, straight at me the whole time um, and he didn't move until I finished the exercise and then like called her in and he then got up and started moving around. So I'm not sure how to, I'm not used to guinea pigs, so I don't know how well, to interpret his reaction. It's it's a really grounding energy too. And it could be that he was just, you know, connecting with you by staring and he's stock still, you know, he just maybe could have been just deep into his own little meditation. You know how sometimes we focus on a, a point. It could be that, or it could just be the the good point I think from that is that he wasn't agitated. And yeah. that's what you don't want is an animal to be agitated, but for them to just stare at you stock still. I had a cat do that one time to me. The first time I did Reiki with him, he just <laughs> sat in my lap and just stared at me the whole time. Like, oh, my gosh, how did you learn this? And then, and then when we were done, it was like, and then he never did it again. But it's, it's almost like, you know, for them, it would be 
Like if I didn't speak Portuguese and then all of a sudden I started speaking Portuguese to somebody fluently, be like, oh, my gosh, how did you learn how to do that? So it could be he could be in shock, too, that's like, oh, you know, this is really good energy. And, you're, and, and plus it's a really nice grounded energy. So for him, you know, guinea pigs are kind of a more um, heaven energy. They're more skittish and, and anxious. So for yeah, him, exactly. it might have felt really good to sit in that space with you and be still. Yeah, I mean, I was absolutely shocked. He stood still so long. Yeah, I mean, for a guinea pig, they're yeah. they're moving all the time. Yes, so exactly. That's, so, so that's so, really yeah. wonderful. Um, and I also, the only other thing when I was doing the chanting, I I would have um, flashes of like purple light, which I found fascinating. Yeah, sometimes um, people see a lot of purple or green. And, and, again, that's just, you know, we're opening up a lot of energetic channels, and it could be that that's how our energy comes out. Who knows? But it's it's a nice thing to see, though, because you know that you're kind of in that space when you start to see those colors. For me, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going into that space. I'm going deeper. The colors will go away, but um, it's just kind of a reminder, oh, yeah, I'm starting to go into that space. So it's it's really nice to experience yeah. that. So very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Judy, would you like to share? I think Judy's on the call. Why don't we go to Arena? Would you like to um share? Hi. Do Hi. You, can you hear me? Hi, how are you? Yeah. Um, okay, so I the first time I did it, I did it along with the um, with the recording in my car. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do it that long because so it was like in between, like on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I kind of ended after 15 minutes. I was able to do about three chants per breath, and then I had to kind of end abruptly because I had to go back into the office. But I felt like. My forehead, there was like a lot of of heaviness there, and I don't know if it if it's because I I kind of stopped abruptly, and instead of kind of like coming back, you know, mm-hmm. slower, um, but it went away. Then when I came home, I tried it with my dog Portia, and she also um, stared at me for a very long time. I mean, she was just her eyes were on me. She was you know sitting up, staring. <clears throat> she didn't go to sleep or lie down or anything like, like she had with the, uh, creating the Reiki space. Mm-hmm. She did get up a couple times and walked around, but it was kind of like after dinner time, so she was a little bit distracted with going back um, to check if the food had <clears throat> somehow um, turned up again after she <laughs> ate it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So after that, I, I took a, a bath. And I and I sometimes when I when I take baths I I do a little bit of Reiki on myself and I noticed when I got to my neck actually to my heart area I did a self treatment that I started feeling something in my throat so I mm-hmm. went to my throat and it, it kind of like I don't know like there was some some energy that was I don't know if it was stuck or, or what was going on but I I noticed mm-hmm. that so I went to the throat and I. Um, worked on that, and I didn't feel it again. So then I thought, well, let me give it a chance again, a try with Portia, because dinner time has passed. So I I went into a room with her, and I decided, 
um, well, I kind of thought to myself, I shouldn't do this, but let me close the door because mm-hmm. there was some distractions outside. So I closed the door, oh. <clears throat> started the meditation. Um, she was walking around. She came. She sniffed my hands a couple times. But then she wanted to go out because there was someone else outside of the door. Mm-hmm. So I l- left the door open, and I just stayed there um, chanting again. After the three chants um, in one breath, then I was only able to do them for two. Mm-hmm. I noticed that I wasn't able to hold my breath um, longer. So I finished, <clears throat> and then I started feeling that, that heaviness again in, in my <clears throat> forehead. And I started kind of feeling a little, I don't want to say sick, but kind of like I got to go lie down. Yeah. So I went and I lied down and I and I thought, well, let me take like a, like a ten minute nap. But then I eventually I started doing Reiki, uh, giving myself a treatment, and again I felt something in my throat. Um, then I fell asleep, and I was like asleep for an hour. Yeah. Wow. And then I woke up and 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 I was fine. Yeah, it's a lot of energy that we're moving around Mm -hmm. when we do this chanting. It's very powerful. That's why, you know, you should just do it for a few minutes. We shouldn't keep going on, especially if you start feeling lightheaded. You're going to have some um, constriction in your throat because we're Mm -hmm. using muscles that we don't normally use. It's also, you know, we're kind of using our voice. We're not used to using our voice in that way. And so there is going to be some constriction, right, some kind of, you know, insecurities and things about us really bringing out that chant the way maybe we want to and we feel you know self-conscious by that so there will be some kind of tension right there and also just using those throat muscles there's going to be tension but if you start to feel headachey or lightheaded or um, kind of nauseous or dizzy just stop and kind of you know do that was good that you did some reiki on yourself you can um Put your hands on your feet, you know, lay down, put your hands on your heart area. Drink lots and lots of water to help bring yourself back down. But it is a lot of energy work. The The chanting is very, it seems very simple, but it's very profound, and it can really shift a lot within yourself. So definitely I'm glad you brought that up because we definitely do need to be careful about that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Is um, Joanne on the call? I'm on the call. Hi, Great. Leah. Great. Hi. Do you want to share? Yes, absolutely. Great. Um, I practiced the, the uh, chanting. Um, they, I, I liked hearing the recording, by the way. It really helped to, oh, good. to give good. me a, a guideline as to I'm good at following directions. So, <laughs> and uh, I practiced driving in the car, as you said, because, you know, no one can hear you except the people next to you looking at you like you're nuts. <laughs> right. It's fine. I'm used to that. Um, I did do the um, chanting alone. And I I was distracted, and I just think that was me because there was a lot going on, and I was trying to fit it in, and I I couldn't stay in the space. I had a hard time with that. I'm used to doing the symbols, so um, the concentration was difficult. And uh, I I don't have a lot of experience with meditation itself at all before this, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I just attributed to learning and learning how to get into the space. Uh, slowing down has never been one of my fortes, so this is really out of the box for me, but very it, putting me in a very good box. So that's good, good. In that way, um, I didn't feel bad, but I just uh, a little agitated that I just couldn't get uh, centered with it. Mm-hmm. 
Then I did the chanting with my my two Norwegian elk hounds, Cody and Britt, mm-hmm. and I sat in the chair in my sunroom, and it's a very pretty room, and it overlooks the forest, so it's a nice, nice uh, comforting space, and that's where their beds are, the dog's beds, so it's a good space for them as well. And I sat down, and as usual, Britt came right over in case I had food, and wow. uh, <laughs> she's she came right over and I was chanting and she was pushing my hand like she wanted to be patted. So I just kind of touched her head a little bit and, and she hung around for a little bit. And and then um, she walked over and went to her bed and she did her little roll around and boom, down. She was down and she's just looking at me a little bit and um, just getting comfortable. And then she did her deep sigh and a little bit of snoring and she just went out. And she oh, wow. She loves it. She just loves it. She's she's drawn to it. Um, Cody, on the other hand, the male, um, he did not come in the room right away. Um, and he kind of came in about 10 minutes later, and he went and sat on his bed. And just like um, was it Kate was saying, the staring, and you were saying earlier the staring, mm-hmm. um, he sat on his bed and looked out the window away from me, and he was just like in a trance. He was just looking there and staring. And he did that for maybe two two or three minutes. It wasn't an extremely long time. And then um, he laid down. He got up, didn't like that, went over and laid in the doorway. And then he did his, he laid down and just, that's it. And he's and he goes into his Reiki sleep. So they both wow. they like it in their own different ways. So Yeah, and that's, and that's good. And that's good that you can experience that because, that's how the animals are going to take it. They're going to take it how they need to take it, and it's not up to us to say, oh, they should be doing this or that. And it's good for us to see that. It doesn't mean because he wasn't, you know, zonked out that he wasn't in that space. Sometimes they want to be awake and and feel it and enjoy it just like we do. You know, they want to be present. And I think it helps. I mean, it's a beautiful grounding energy and we know how it feels when we're in the presence of somebody who's doing Reiki or they're helping us how good that feels. And so you can imagine for them when they connect with energy and you're really making that beautiful grounded space, how wonderful that is for them. And so, you know, it's, I, I think it's funny that all these animals are, are staring and there must be some really nice, like calming energy going on with what you're creating with these chants, which I think is really beautiful because for an animal, um, that's really nice. Just like for us, that's really nice. When you have a really stressful day and sometimes you just want to relax, but you don't necessarily want to go to sleep. You just want to sit there and just kind of stare off into space. And I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, but I, I found it too. I, I don't walk around chanting very often. It's not something that I've ever been known to do. I mean, I'll sing to them and stuff like that, but um, it didn't. they didn't think it was, strange in the least. I thought it was kind of strange at first, but yeah. they didn't think it was strange in the least. They didn't it, they didn't bat an eye about it and I thought that was pretty cool. So I think that's really cool. And that says a lot about you too, um, that you're in that space and that you're really creating that space within you. And whether or not you're good at the chanting, it's still the intention to create that space is there. Mm-hmm. And and their relaxation and their responses to you just reinforces that you are getting into that space. And it, it's just practice, right? You know, we're all just learning. But when we practice with our animals, they're so supportive of us, and they help us create that space too. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're getting better at it than I am at this point, I think. 
they're doing it. They're, they're they're really enjoying it, and I'm enjoying sharing that with them. Oh, good, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Um, let's see. I don't know if Judy got on the call. I'll give her one more chance here. She might not be with us tonight. So, um, Robin, would you like to share? Sure, I would love thank to. Thank you. Um. I try chanting like several different ways. Like I said, it's, you know, like for a minute, then stopped and continued and tried two and three times in a breath. So I, I played around with it a lot this week. I enjoyed it. I did it in the car. Uh-huh. It'll work. Um, but when I, um, when I went into my meditations, I have to say it was, uh, it was, re- it really kept me focused. And I used uh-huh. your tape when I did it um, home, and it kept me, re- like, really focused, and I felt really confident in my meditation. Mm-hmm. It Good. It peaceful, I have to say. I was really impressed with the way I felt. It was totally different than I felt any other time I've done a meditation. Um, good. That's really good. Was, it was really focused. My I was totally relaxed. And it was very simple, actually, just to get into the space. I was very impressed with that um, and thrilled, actually. Yeah, well, and it's good that that you're resonating with that because that's, like I said earlier, there are different ways that people learn and, and what they gravitate towards. And that's good to hear that this chanting is helping you because, you know, you can imagine if we do the class and we don't have the chanting then maybe you might feel it with the Joshin Kokiho meditation, or maybe you might feel it with just a symbol. But now you can really feel it and really concentrate and get into that space with chanting. Yeah, I really enjoy it, I have to say. Um, And when I sit with the animal, I have a new foster, actually. He was just, um, we just picked him up on Saturday. Oh, wow. Very new. And um, so I did it with her yesterday. And um, it was, uh, the only difference that I felt between doing it with an animal and doing it myself was I think only myself and my expert expectation of how Shelby was reacting because it was the first time that I was going to do it with her anyway. So I think that was the only difference I felt between the two. Um, but it was real simple to get into the space, and the chanting was, was wonderful. And her only reaction, I thought, was curiosity but I don't think it was the curiosity of the chanting or the sound. I think it was just everything. You know, so she she watched me for a while, um, head tilting, and she'd, like, lean on my leg. And then she put her head down and just went out snoring. Wow. <laughs> that was it. She just snored for a good ten minutes. And uh, due to an outside noise, a uh, car slammed, uh, you know, the door shut. She uh-huh. woke up. But she didn't, like, jump up or anything. She just remained calm, looked around, and then she checked out my hands and then went back to just laying there, spacing out and with her eyes open, just laying there until I was done. So, you know, I found it very interesting for her. And uh, she's now not left my side for, like, three days, and right now she's under my chair. Oh, that's so she's, sweet. Uh, yeah, she's doing really well with it. You know, I, I've continued it with her, but, you know, it's just amazing how, how well she adapted. And oh, that's wonderful really, news. Yeah, it was really good. 
So that was my experience. I really enjoyed this. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, and it's really good, you know, the animals are showing us, too, that when we're in that space and we're doing the chanting, they're not getting up and leaving. They're not acting agitated. They're not acting, um, you know, annoyed by the noise. Oh, and no. that's important to remember, you know, because it says a lot about you all and your practice, that you're really in that space. Even though the chanting, like I said, is uncomfortable, right? You know, and here's a new little foster dog. So you right. think she'd be really skittish, but mm-hmm. you're really creating that space. And like you were saying, you found it, you found that you really connected to that. And so for you, it really helped you get deep into that space. And I think that says a lot for you and your practice. The animals are the ones that reflect are we in that space? Are we not in that space? Are we, yeah. you know, are our minds focused and present or are they off somewhere else? And so I think that's great. And congratulations on your foster dog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just keep adding them in. <laughs> I know, but that good, bless you for doing that. That would be wonderful. But thank you. I, I really enjoyed this week. Well, I'm glad. Good. And then we have our our next one we're going to practice in a few minutes. So that's great. Um, is Linda Crabtree on the phone? She is. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. So the um I chanted for like um twenty to twenty five minutes without animals. However, I did it in my home and I have animals in the home. But my intention was not with the animals. I was hanging out by myself, but they uh-huh. were in the in other rooms. Uh-huh. Um so when I first started chanting, I chanted with one chant for breath, and almost the minute I started, I heard my dog in the other room go, <sighs> you know, he took a oh. sigh. So I was thinking, he's either thinking, oh, there goes that human, um, or it immediately relaxed him, I don't know which, but I just recognized that he, that he sighed. Um, so I continued with the... Um, with the one chant, and then I would go into two chants, and then I would go back to one chant, and I would alternate. Um, and I do feel like the chanting really helped me to stay more present. Um, yeah. You know, things weren't able to come into my mind, or if they started to, the minute I would start chanting the next one, then that thought would go away. So that was really nice, and I was tingly from, like, my shoulders out to my oh, wow. hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was felt really cool. And... um. And I felt very, very light. Not lightheaded. I felt light. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. And then um, and then I noticed, though, that as time went on, my chanting became softer and lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just took note of that. Um, and then I noticed that for myself that each time I stopped chanting to sit in the quiet space for a couple of moments that I let out a big exhale. So that was really nice because I was Yeah, so you were releasing too. That's really So great. I was releasing I was releasing. So that was great. Um and I did notice that my um while I was taking a break, I was doing the Joshin Kokyoho breathing and that actually became more flowing and more natural. Mhm. I noticed a big difference in that. Um So when I so but I noticed though that when I finished, one of my cats came in. Oh. And then he turned around and left. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was just an observation. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was the chanting without animals. Um, 
and again, you know, I did have animals in the house, but none of them came into the room mm-hmm. um, until after I was done. Um, but and, then, you uh, know, and that says a lot, too. We can't forget that when we do this meditation and when we do our chanting in the room, and it's like my husband would never let me, he does, would never let me put, you know, my hands on, do hands on healing, nothing with him. But he liked to be in the room when I would meditate because the energy, like, would be so much nicer and more relaxing. So we have to remember that, you know, even though they didn't come in when you were doing it, because maybe that was your intention, I'm going to do this alone, and then they come in when you're done, though, because you've created this really beautiful, calm space Mm. in that area where you were. Yeah, because my intention was not... You know, it was for me being in the space alone. Right. Um, yeah. And so then the, the chant with the animals, um, I did it at the barn, and I chanted for about 15 minutes. Um, and I did it outside, and I had, there were five horses outside. Um, and so when I, before I started the chanting, my horse was in front of me eating. There was a horse behind me that was eating in a different paddock. And then there were three horses in front of me up a little hill that were all facing the same way towards us down the, down the hill. And they were all resting. Well, the minute I opened my mouth, <laughs> I was cracking up. The minute I opened my mouth, chant my horse remained eating no surprise there for me um the three horses in front of me that i could see visually because i did it with my eyes open Mm -hmm. all of their heads like they all went up to the sky and their their ears went perked and they all looked at me so i got their attention with with the sound um and then I turned around and looked at the horse behind me, and she had stopped eating, and her head was facing me. So I kind of chuckled to myself. So I I stayed in the moment, and I continued, you know, and I like I said, I did it for 15 minutes. And after a few minutes, um, one of the horses went back to rest and to relax with eyes shut, head down. One horse turned around with his butt towards me, just changed directions, mm-hmm. um, and rested. And then the 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 other horse that was up there on this little knoll, um, he ears perked and stared at me the entire time. And actually, I've done a lot of Reiki with that horse, Reiki and acupressure with that horse that just you know that just stayed focused on me the whole time or right. on the sound of the energy. Um, and that was it. Wow! But that's really nice though that they. Were still they didn't turn away and run or they didn't walk away or they didn't do anything they just stayed in that space and again it's like we don't know are they just like what how did she learn to create this kind of energy you know what I mean? because it is a shift in their energetic field right there is a right, big right. shift and so I think it says a lot though and and this is just me just supposing that when they don't leave because we all know when they don't like what we're doing they're going to leave they're going to oh, walk yeah. away oh, and yeah. not act yeah. interested at all so i think it says a lot for the space you're creating when they stay in it with you and even connect with you in it and go oh whoa you know they pay mm-hmm. attention it's like wow i'm going to connect with you here this is interesting and so i think that it just says so much and we have to look at that more as a compliment not like 
are we doing something wrong because they're staring? I think that it's more like they can feel comfortable too because animals don't usually stare at each other. It's not, you know, that's not a respectful thing to do. Yeah, that's true. They don't, right. And so for them to be in that space, like the little guinea pig, the dog, for the horses, it's it's very like that is a connected space. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of an honor in a way because they're really connecting for horses to be staring at you. Like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah like I said, the, the one that was staring at me, um, that, that did not relax, that stared at me, he, I've done a lot of work with him before, so I think he, you know, he he knows I'm all about the energy and feeling, you know, he knows that it feels good, he recognizes it, so yeah, so I, I too really enjoy, I enjoy chanting, so I'm so glad that this was, you know, that this is in in this class, so thank you for that. Yeah, I, it's really great that, I mean, this is why I love Franz as a teacher, and I'm so grateful to have him as a teacher, because he brought this to us, and this is something that's not shared anywhere in the United States by any Western teachers. No Western teacher will ever teach you these chants. You can only learn them from Franz or one of Franz's students, I would assume, but he was allowed to teach this, and um I'm going to share with you, probably in the second to last class, a chant that, um, the element chant that he has allowed me to share. And it's really amazing what these chants do to us and the energy they create and how that energy can help us be grounded and help create that grounded energy for the animals that we want to assist, especially in the shelters. And you may not want to sit and chant in the shelter, but you can chant to yourself. But the important thing is, is that you practice outside so that you know your voice, like practice in the car, and then you can just chant really low or chant, you know, to yourself in your head. But I thought it was interesting, too, that you said, um, Linda, that your voice got quiet, too. And and that'll happen. It'll go big, and then it'll get quiet, big, and then mm-hmm. quiet. You know, it just is kind of the energetic flow also. So we just mm-hmm. kind of go with that and play with it. You know, it's just like maybe some days you'll feel like you're going to boom the chant, and then other days, you know, it's just a more soft, easy chant. And it's important for us to play with that and just kind of not get caught up in how we're doing it, but more with the energy that's being created. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the wonderful thing about Franz is is that he's an amazing teacher and he brings these ancient techniques that have been practiced for thousands of years and they work is why they've been practiced. And really, if you look at the system of Reiki and you take it apart and you look at the, the precepts and the meditations and the symbols and the mantras and everything – it really is a foundation for a meditative meditation practice. So he was teaching people who were lay people, who they weren't Buddhists. They were just lay people in Japan that didn't know how to meditate. So you can see where he was giving them the foundation. This is, these are the tools so you can learn how to meditate. And then pretty soon you won't need these, these tools and you'll go on to something else. So the great thing about learning and studying with Franz and Kathleen is, is that they're constantly growing, and Franz, if you're interested in this Jap- these Japanese meditations, Japanese techniques, Franz will then give you private meditations to practice and help deepen your own practice, and you can go further. So even after this class, even after you take a level three, and you don't even have to take a level three to, to study with Franz and to have him give you meditations to help you go deeper. He does this wonderful thing. I think it's $55 for a half of an hour, and you get um, a half an hour with Franz, 
and he'll meditate with you, and he will give you a meditation if that's what you want to do. You can just talk to him. But it's a really great thing to experience because when you get to experience Franz, if you've never met him, and he's a beautiful, wonderful, just such a down-to-earth person. And also the energy that comes through, like a Skype session with him or a Google chat, is really amazing. I mean, it's so strong. It's amazingly strong. So I, I encourage you all to take advantage of Franz and what he has to offer because he does these private little sessions and you can get so much from them, especially like if you just want to, oh, I, I just like to practice the Chokure with you. He will practice Chokure or say hey key or maybe you want to do all three chants. He'll practice them with you. And then you have someone who's, you know, just so in that space on Skype with you practicing and helping you to get to that point. And, you know, I can carry you so far, but Franz is so much more experienced than me. He can really take you deep into your practice if that's where you want to go after this. So so it's just something to keep in mind because if you like the chanting and you find that it, it really brings you to a deeper space, you might want to continue and, and go on with Franz. So thank you so much. Did you have anything else to share, Linda? I kind of went off. Oh, no, 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 no. That was, that was um, nope, I'm all done. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. So Linda Crockett, do you want to share? Hi, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. <laughs> okay, sure, I'll share. Um, I did the chanting by myself, uh-huh. and that was really good. Of course, I, I used it anyway over the last almost a year now, I guess. Yeah. But not as much as I should. And um, so it was, it was really nice to kind of discipline, not discipline, Oh, I can't think of the word I want, <laughs> but but something to actually make myself sit down and and spend that half hour just chanting and yeah. meditating, and um, I did find it like a couple of the people said it was extremely helpful as far as um, keeping me focused yeah. and meditating to the point where I th- I think I chanted straight for about twenty minutes. And then I just sat for a few minutes, and um, and then it felt so. The chanting felt so good that I chanted another five or ten minutes. Oh, good. After that, so <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it was of course very um, relaxing. I, I've always found that chant to be very stress relieving. Yeah. And um, the other thing I got from that was toward the end, I just felt this strong um, connectedness to everything. Wow. It was it was very cool, yeah. Yeah, and I hadn't had that before, probably because I don't normally do it for that long. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I just yeah. felt like one with everything. It, it was it was very cool. That That's was wonderful. kind of a first. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, so I will... Um, well, and that, that says a lot about you and your practice, too, because when you start feeling that connectedness, that's what you want. Because even though it's it's the grounding chant, when you're in your practice, when you're deep in your practice, and that doesn't mean you, you're doing the chanting. It means you're just doing your meditations and you're practicing with the animals, that it 
it brings all three of the symbols to you. So you're doing the chokure, but the chokure is going to ground you, but also open you up, and that's the seheki, and then you have the connectedness of the honshaze shonen. So for you to do that chant and open up that space for yourself where you are in that space of connectedness, it means that you are bringing it all in, and that's really wonderful. And that's really what that chant will do. If you practice this chant for a year, it's going to, the sehi ki comes naturally, the connection comes naturally. It all will come to you. It's just really focusing on what's most important, which is that grounding. Once you're grounded, you're like a beautiful tree. You're open, you're up, and you're connected. And so I think that says so much for you, Linda, good for you for um, about your practice. Because like you said, you've been doing your practice for a year now This with these Japanese meditation techniques. And that says a lot that you experienced that. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was very good. Um, then I I did it with my two dogs, and of course I've chanted with them in the past, so it wasn't a brand new thing for them. But I, I do remember when I first started it with them, expecting them to look at me like, you know, what's going on here? This is kind of strange. <laughs> and I remember being surprised at that time that they never did either. Um, like some of the others had observed. But um, <clears throat> I did it with them, and, um, of course, Lucy decided she wanted the full hands-on treatment, and Sweet Pea kind of defers to her when um, when Lucy needs the, the my attention. So Sweet Pea kind of let out a big sigh, and she, she lied down and went sound to sleep. Lucy... Um, Lucy was fine with with the chanting, you know. That was um, I could have been sitting there being quiet, and it, it I don't think it would have made much difference. But she wanted her um, she wanted her hands on Reiki, so that's what we did. Aww. I just tried to slow it down a little and, and keep with the chanting, but I, I probably got more out of doing it myself this time around, may, maybe because of the circumstances. But I'll have mm-hmm. to do it more with with the doggies and see how that goes but I but I think that that I just really have to comment again I just am so proud of you and how far you've come because that's how you tell if a student is in their practice is what they experience and um, you know it's just like with Maha when she was doing the grounding and then the symbol came to her you know that to me says that she was really in that grounded energy and that's how she relates it with that symbol and for you when you you had that complete connectedness that says so much for you about you and about your practice and and what's happening so i'm so that makes me like teary-eyed i, I think that's beautiful and oh. <laughs> says so much about it made me teary-eyed it, it, yeah. was, it was very um it's really hard to describe and i i remember thinking about it afterwards and thinking well that's that's hanshazi shonen the connectedness and then i'm like then I realized that maybe it was more of an earth connection I was feeling, mm-hmm. you know. But it, the, um, it's really all of it because that's yeah. what the tools are bringing us towards. So, like, you know, like I said, that, that Asui created these as training wheels. So you're not always going to need the chanting to help get you into that space. But because you've been practicing, when you did the chanting, that space just came to you. And so you might want to just practice that or even practice the element chant that we'll do um, in the next, not next week, but maybe the week after that, 
the one, um, the Abi Ra Unken, because that's yeah, another like that. one. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful one too, and it's a great mm-hmm. way to get back into that space too. But, but I, I'm just so proud of you, and I think it's wonderful that you experienced that, and it really truly says so much about your practice, Linda. So. Congratulations on that, and thank you so much for all, because you do so much with the animals, and thank you. Um, so now we, um, we're we done. I can't believe we finished halfway early with our, our stories. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to talk about Say Hey Ki. So we we did the Chokure, and that's the O-U-A-E, and now we're going to do the Say Hey Ki. And Say Hey Ki is a-E-A-Key. Now, chokore is all vowel sounds. It's O-U-A-E. But they're all kind of different, so you know when you stop O-U-A-E. Whereas Sehiki is A-E-A-E. You know, so you'd be going A-E-A-E-A-E-A-E. So it's, I'm not sure if that's why they put the K. I mean, who knows. But um, the way we're going to chant this is we're going to, again, breathe in to our hara. And then on the out breath, it's going to be and then again, you're going to, like I said, breathe into your hara, but you're also going to make sure that you only get out what a full chant. So if you can get out two full chants on one breath, great. If you can only get out one full chant on a breath, that's okay too. You don't want to rush it either. You don't want to try and get as many as you can in one breath. You really want to be like a e ki where you're kind of really pronouncing those vowels and drawing it out a little. You don't want to be a e ki a e ki like that because that's too frenetic and you're not really feeling and kind of breathing and living that chant. You you want it to be a nice just kind of calm chant that brings you to that space. So the Seheki is the sky, the heaven energy. It's the openness, right? It's our, it's where we're going to get our spiritual and our psychic awareness. So again, I've talked about this, how when we know psychics, and sometimes if psychics or, or maybe animal communicators, people like that, when they're not in the space, when they're not in a grounded space, they can be very like woo-woo and um too much is going on up in their head and not enough grounding. So they're a little bit off. So that's the one thing we want to avoid when we do the Seheki. Now, this is one where you might experience more headaches and more um, uh, like pressure in your head. And you might feel dizzy because this, again, is the heaven energy. And it's it's really going to be opening up that psychic and spiritual awareness that you have. So it's really important to start this chant by doing either the chokure or you can just do the Joshin Kokyoho breathing and that might be easier. So um, the heavenly energy, which is much lighter, and that's why you might experience something more light. And and people do experience lightheadedness. But what is more going to happen if you're in that space and you're nice and grounded is you might experience something very, like, expansive within yourself. You might feel that some people say it feels like the top of my head is gone or you just feel your whole body just expanding out. And that's 
that's really the space where we're trying to get to. It's that space where we're grounded like a tree, but then our branches and our leaves go out and it's open and it's very expansive. So imagine yourself sitting on a mountaintop and you just see openness for miles and miles around you. That's what you're trying to get to when we do the, um, the say, hey, key. And so um, I'm just, I'm going to give you the handout and it's, Franz has some really wonderful information here, and then he tells you, you know, you can, you draw the symbol once, and then you can chant it three times, or you can say the name three times, or you could just go with the chant, and you can do the chant by chanting a couple times, sitting in the space, chanting, sitting, or you could chant for a few minutes. For me, I don't chant that much, so it's harder for me to keep chanting for a few minutes it's easier to just chant and then stop, chant and then stop. Or you can just start your meditation by chanting and then you don't go back to it. You just create that space for yourself and you sit in it and you um, do your meditation. So however it works for you, just what's most important is that you pronounce it correctly and that's A-E-A-K and, um, and that when you are doing the breath and the chanting that you're breathing in, into your hara and on the out breath, A E A key. So I'm going to do um, the chanting with you, and then we can, since we have some time, we can talk about what we might feel on the other side. So if you can just get yourself kind of situated and um, make sure your spine is nice and straight. And then I want us to, we can set our intention again if you want, that we're open to receive whatever it is that we need most at this moment in time. And then you can um, set your intention that you're open to receive whatever it is the animals need most, because you might have an animal come to you, and you could even bring an animal into this space if you want. And, you know, if you want to bring anybody into this space, I mean, this is such a powerful chant. It's like Anita shared with us that um, the animals all gathered around when she turned on the talk shoe. And I thought that was really interesting because we don't realize how powerful this class is when we're in a group. You know, all our intention, we're all open, we're, we're grounded, and our intention is to be present and to open up for healing. So it's a really beautiful space. So if you want to just take a second and bring someone or an animal into your heart, and we'll just set the, the intention that all that we bring into our heart receive the healing. Okay. And so whenever you're ready again, you can chant with me or you can um, just sit in the space, whatever you'd like to do. And then I'll chant, and I'm going to stop, and then I'm going to chant some more, and then stop, chant some more, and then stop. A E
Whenever you're ready, just slowly bring yourself back. But just keep that open space with you as you go through your night and through your day tomorrow and hopefully through your week until the next class. Really remembering that big, wide, open space. And does anyone want to share anything? Like share what they might have experienced or felt? Hi, this is Anna. Hi. Yeah, I I felt very calm with this one. Um, relaxed more so than with the choker ray. Uh-huh. Um, I know you you had said you might experience some of the pressure in the head, like I did with the other one, but with this one, it just felt like lighter, mm-hmm. light in the head area. I felt a little something in in my heart area mm-hmm. as well. That's but good. Very, very calming I found it to be. Good. Good. That's and that's um you know it's funny too because like I really resonate with Chokure, so I don't get any of the the like kind of headaches or anything or lightheadedness. But with this one I do. So we're all gonna experience it differently. And I feel like people with a lot of heavenly energy they like connect with that. Like I'm really grounded. I'm a really practical person. I've I've worked in the corporate world for years and years. So I feel like, you know, if that's more grounded, whereas people who are allowed more to like be more creative and be more spiritual and psychic, they really resonate with that energy. So and I because I think it's almost like something that you're really familiar with and, and you, you know, it's it feels good. And so I think that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Did anyone else want to share what they experienced? No? OK, 
Okay. Linda Crockett, do you want to share something? <laughs> I'm going to pick I, on you. <laughs> I had to take my dog out in the middle of it. Oh, you did. <laughs> so I didn't get to experience the whole thing. <laughs> Luckily, uh-huh. I was muted. But um, <laughs> I, I remember last year, This is, I got a little lost on this one. So I'm really it, – is this week's assignment similar to last week's? Just yes. With the hickey? Yeah. Okay, good, good, because I'm looking forward to this. This is some of what I feel like I, I didn't um, draw enough from last year, but that, that's yeah, good. Yeah, and it's 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 like everybody um, connects to it a little differently, right? Like yep. some people yep. really I think resonate. I was uncomfortable with it, and, mm-hmm. you know, really over the last several months, I, I never used that chant. Um, I used Shokarei, and I used um, Hoshazi Tonen. Yeah. yeah, but um, I I never used that one. I think I tried to do it for the assignment and it wasn't comfortable. It, I, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I feel like. Yeah, it'll be interesting be to good. hear next week like what mm-hmm. you experienced and if it, if you resonated more with it this time um, yep. than last time. Because sometimes it's just a matter of getting comfortable with it. And, and that's hard to do because I know it took me a long time to resonate with this one. Um, and still, even sometimes I, I don't. It just doesn't feel as comfortable to me as like Chokere and Honshaw's Shonen, like with you. Yeah. The same thing. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing that. I have two dogs with me. One's my my pit bull. He's mine, so he's heard me chant, so he's fine with it. And he's done chanting. He's been in the room when Franz has done chanting. But there's this little corgi mix, and he's very. We call him. We call him. His name's Iggy, but we call him Nippy Nipperton. And I'm um, babysitting him. And he was so funny. He was in the corner during the chokure, and then during the seheki, he came and laid with my other dog. And now that it's over, he's all like spicy. He's all regenerated now. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much. I, I'm so happy we got through our class. But again, I'm glad we started early because it's we did take up the whole hour, and it's it is nice. So, thank you all so much. Next week, I'm going to be in Mississippi. So I'm going to be closer to your time zone. I don't know if you ladies, like, on the East Coast, because I think all of you are on the East Coast, every single one of you, um, if you want to start at 7 or 8 your time instead of 9. Sure. Just, I'm always- I'll just go. I'll, I'll ask everybody. Um, Kate, would you be okay starting earlier? Um, yes. Yeah. Like what? Like eight, Would 8 o'clock be better for everybody, maybe? What would you think about 8 o'clock, Kate? Okay. And then um, Judy, or, or no, Judy's not here. Joanne, what would you think about that? Oh, I'm the early riser, so the earlier the better. I'm great. Okay, yeah. perfect. Whatever and everyone then, wants is good. Okay, perfect. Arena, what, what would you like? Yeah, Are you okay sure. With, okay, that perfect. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And Robin, would you be okay starting earlier? Yes, I would love it. <laughs> okay, and Linda, I'm assuming you would, right? Linda Crockett? Yes. Okay, Linda Crabtree, yep. would you be okay? Yes. Okay, perfect. So Judy's not here. I'm going to assume she would be too. So why don't we start at, I mean, is everybody okay with, is 7 too early? Is that too close to dinner time? You no, can just say. Fine. 7 is, would be great. Yeah, seven's fine. Everybody's I'm okay with, with it. No yeah. objections to 7. Do we have an objection? Nope. Okay, good. All right, 7 o'clock. So I'm going to send out to, in tonight's email. That's great. That works. For me too. That means is that six o'clock my time then? If I'm in Mississippi, yeah. Yes, yes, it's my it is. time. So really, it's the same for me. So okay, I guess I should preface that. So it'll be five forty-five for me again, and it'll be 
645 for you ladies. 645. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, but I'll put it in the, in the class notes and everything. Well, thank you so much, ladies. That was another wonderful class. Thanks so much for sharing, and I will speak to you all next week. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.